Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of The Medic Philosopher. This week it's going to be a brief one and we're going to follow on from our last episode on tolerance. I'd like to discuss forbidden fruits. Let's start from the beginning. I'm referring to the biblical narrative with Adam and Eve. When God created Adam and Eve, God allowed them to eat any fruit they wanted to, from every tree in the Garden of Eden, but for a single forbidden tree. Hence the term forbidden fruit. Of course, Adam and Eve could not resist the seemingly foolish temptation, and they eat the forbidden fruit, and eventually they get exiled from the Garden of Eden. That's how the story goes. Now, I like this metaphor because it reflects a lot about human nature and our inherent weaknesses. Witty people can, and actually do, exploit these weaknesses, say, for example, to sell things to us. We've touched before in our podcast on Robert Cialdini and his six principles of influence. You may recall that one of them is the principle of scarcity. We humans tend to have an affinity for the scarce, because it is hard to get. One may argue that it is greed driving us to such decisions. This is a big discussion, but clearly Adam and Eve had anything they could have ever asked for in the Garden of Eden, but were willing to give it all away for the unattainable for the forbidden, and this of course cost them. Take this example to modern times. We can discuss about this from different perspectives and there are lots of lessons to be learned. What I want to focus on today is what we can learn from this metaphor and apply it to public health interventions. Disclaimer, this is not an advertisement, but earlier today I met up with a friend who has traced Icelandic origins and he introduced me to the number one energy drink in the Iceland market called Noko. It actually is a Swedish drink, but um, it has dominated the Icelandic and I think much of the Scandinavian market. I tried it and it was really nice. Now you may be wondering what all this has to do with public health interventions and the Garden of Eden, so let me get to the point. Energy drinks have a bad reputation when it comes to health. From anecdotal stories of people getting severe reactions from drinking a certain type of drink, we all have one of those, don't we? To many loading themselves with a blend of sugary chemicals, from which it is impossible to number the unhealthy ones just by using all your fingers on both hands. But people still buy them, by choice. One may argue that we should ban them, since they're harmful. But clearly this argument ignores the consumer's freedom of choice, and the timeless examples of smoking, and the success of McDonald's, and you know, I could go on forever, so many things that are bad for us, but we do anyway. In fact, by banning something, we're rendering it even harder to access. Indeed, Cialdini would argue, it is becoming more scarce as a resource. Hence, a select minority will still try to get their hands on the banned energy drink in this example, possibly through black market, or some more questionable avenues you may think of. Sure, you're reducing the absolute number of consumers, and arguably you're preventing the harmful energy drink from reaching a bigger number of people, but what if there is a better solution? Actually, there is, and that solution is to take the very thing that is unhealthy for you and make it as healthy as possible. Noco is an example of that. I won't go over the nutritional contents of the drink, um, as this is not a pseudoscience channel, you can get enough of that by simply following a popular doctor of nutrition on Instagram, but 
In summary, it contains multiple vitamins, and it does not contain saturated fats or sugars that are scientifically linked with diabetes and long-term health diseases. Again, this is not an ad for NOCO, just an example that perhaps trying to take something popular that is probably bad for you and shifting it into something good is preferable to banning it altogether. Maybe this is a step in the right direction when deciding to draw the line with being tolerant. Before I close this episode, just another disclaimer. To the best of my knowledge, there are no double-blind, randomized clinical trials or meta-analysis proving the health benefits of NOCO. Not to date, at least. So this is not medical advice. It's just my two cents on the matter, heavily influenced by my pseudo-Viking friend. Thanks for introducing me to NOCO, Max. On that note, can you guys think of any other examples? And do you agree with this reasoning? Please comment below or on the Medic Philosopher Instagram page. I look forward to hearing your thoughts. Thank you for taking the time to tune in, and I hope you found the show interesting and educational. This is the Medic Philosopher. Until next time.